The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now, here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. I'm calling the angels down. I'm storming the gates of hell. Tell the devil he don't own my soul. I'm taking back what the enemy stole. Welcome back to The View from a Pew, here on a fine, fine Tuesday afternoon. This is an international program. The WWW means World Wide Web, and that's what we're on. And I want to thank the folks over at Taryn Wells' church, where he is a pastor. But he's the guy that wrote that song that you just heard. And I'm going to give you back, I'm going to tell you, if I can, remember the words that he said. It's easy to hear them, but I want you to remember them. He says, I'm calling the angels down. I'm storming the gates of hell. Tell the devil he don't own my soul. I'm taking back what the enemy stole. I'm raising a battle cry. I'm holding the banner high. And with the power of the Holy Ghost... I'm taking back what the enemy stole. I just think that is a powerful, powerful statement right there. And it was that statement in that song when God laid on my heart here late last year that it's time to start talking about this. And I wanted to have the kind of conversation that was biblically based. I didn't want to bring politics into the radio again. I did that for enough years. We're constantly studying the Bible We have a regular show here called, What Does the Bible Say About Blank? And today that blank is education. And my guest is Dr. Robert Stouffer. We call him Bob. And he is a retired superintendent of of several Christian schools. And I met him, I don't know how many years ago. Bob, when was that that we we went out and, and prayed on that field? What year would that have been? I have 2000. 2000. All right. And uh, uh, Bob also was the principal of Urbandale High School back in Des Moines, back in Urbandale, where my two oldest children went. Okay, so here's here's a question I have for you. And I do appreciate that you uh, let me ask some of these questions. What did Jesus say about learning? You told us a little bit ago, what does the Bible say about education? But what does Jesus say about learning? Well, who's the greatest teacher who ever lived? Yeah. Who's the greatest preacher who ever lived, who ever will live, who ever teach? Jesus Christ, he's our example. I mean, you just have to to watch what Jesus did with his disciples to see what our responsibilities are in mimicking him with our own children and grandchildren. In uh, Luke 640, He says, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. I'm of the mind that parents 
are the primary teachers of their own children. They're the primary disciples of their own children. And whatever form of education they choose, they don't abdicate that responsibility to somebody else. They'll stand before the Lord uh, and be held accountable for the ways that their kids were educated and discipled. And boy, the world wants to get a part of it, right? Uh, you know, it is warfare. You're, I, I agree with that entirely. If a Christian doesn't believe in spiritual battle, I mean, you're fooling yourself. Uh, the culture and Satan are competing for the hearts and the minds of children. And one of the ways that you can do that is through education. So Jesus wanted to, to with his teaching, with his fidelity, train up uh, students who would be like him, would be like his their teachers. And uh, he did it in such a, an amazing way. He, he modeled it. He, he told them the things they needed to know. He equipped them for ministry. He, he went with them and did ministry with them, but then he sent them out on their own and, and told them what to do. And they were amazed that they were able to do the things that Jesus told them to do. And really, the gospel was central to all of that teaching and learning. And uh, again, you can't think of a better teacher, a better example than Jesus Christ. Dr. Robert Stouffer is my guest. He's a retired Christian educator, but in a way, Bob, you're like me. We're not really retired. We still have a ministry, and we still love to talk about the guy you just talked about, the greatest teacher of all, and that's the Bible, Jesus. The Bible says nothing about retirement. There's only, It's only mentioned one time when the, the Levite priests had to retire for a period of time. All of us I'm a learner. I, I read at least a book a week. Now that I'm retired from full-time ministry, I can read even more. And my definition of no longer learning is when I die. I'm going to, I know, however long the Lord gives me on earth, I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep trying to influence other people in the in the realm of education. And also through my church, I want to have an influence on younger people. I mean, the Bible is replete with all kinds of passages that say that younger men or the older men should be teaching the younger men. Well, older men should be teaching me, and I need to help pour into the next generation a parent uh, too. I mean, or if they're not parents, just to help them live a life, the abundant life that Christ promises. Dr. Bob, what? I mean, you, you were 36 years in public high school as a principal. No, 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 no. I was twenty years. I was thirty-six year old. Thirty-six years old when I embraced Christ as Lord and Savior. Okay. I, my, my first twenty years were in public schools. My last full-time ministry uh, it was in Christian education for twenty-three years. So I, my total is forty-three years as a full-time K twelve educator. All right, I, I missed that. I apologize. So good. So good. So you told us a little bit about how Jesus came into your life and said, "You're mine." Was it just automatic? I mean, did you just know that what that Jesus's will for your life was to be in Christian education? Not immediately. Uh, in 1994, when I embraced Christ, I still worked at at uh, Urbanal High School as the principal in the, until the year 2000. So there were six years there. I was led there because of a calling when the superintendent was no longer the superintendent. They put an interim superintendent in place of him, and they were looking for their next person. And I'll never forget, Bill Fuller pulled a trick on me. He took me out to uh, what we then called the Timberline Campus of yep. the Morning Creek. It was only a gym, and it had been a tennis ranch that had been owned by uh, Bill Knapp for his son, Roger Knapp, who was a tennis coach for Drake University. And he walked me through the tennis ranch, the all the, the tennis courts, and he says, do you think you could remodel this as a, as a Christian school? And I said, Bill, 
you're just trying to entice me to consider this job that you have open as a superintendent. I, I like it at Urbandale High School. I don't. I, I, I see myself retiring from Urbandale High School. Well, he planted a seed there, and then a lot of other people came alongside. It's a long story, but that I, I just felt the whole. I didn't feel it. The Holy Spirit was very strong in leading me to consider that that job, and then eventually I did become the superintendent of uh, Des Moines Christian School in the year 2000. And Bill Knapp was a vital piece of the puzzle to allow Des Moines <laughs> Christian to move, to build and move. And really, they are, they're not limited at all on space. They can grow as, as big as they choose. Now, I'm curious, do you know how many students that they have or how many students they're going to graduate this year? I have lost track of, of the numbers. I do know. I do know because all four of my grandchildren are there. Uh, I've got a fifth grader, a third grader, a first grader, and a pre-K uh, grandchildren that are there. There's twelve uh, around 1,200 students, so a graduating class now would be 100, close to 100. When when I was there, and you'll remember that your daughter's class, much smaller. The oh, school yeah. has grown, uh, not like exponentially right away, but gradually over time, and I think they've not ca- compromised their their admission standards. They're still looking for parents who want to partner with the school that they're, that they're, it's a covenant school. In other words, at least one parent has to declare Christ as Lord and Savior of the life and want Christian education for their children. And in that way, they're, they're holding to the fidelity of the original mission of the school. That school is an older school. It just celebrated its 75th anniversary. And that's, that's a long, that's a longstanding Christian school in the United States. Yeah, and in comparison, I moved back home to Nebraska to spend my days here, and uh, I believe we have four Christian schools, and then we have probably, and I'm not making fun of it, there's probably 20 Catholic high schools, and so uh, and it's really good to see that the community supports that type of education. Yeah, can I tell you a funny story about Catholic education? Sure. Which I I think it's great. I I love the fact that there are Catholic families that want faith-based learning for their kids. I was at Urbandale High School, and every year there'd be an enrollment report, and uh, we'd see all these kids that are going to Dowling. And I'd look at the list and say, "What not Urbandale High School, this is when I wasn't a follower of Jesus, isn't Urbandale High School good enough? These other kids are going to Dowling High School, which is the premier Catholic high school in the state of Iowa, actually. Yeah, yeah. Then when I became a follower of Jesus Christ and I went to Des Moines Christian, I have full I fully understood why parents want faith based learning. I mean, I I'm a huge supporter of public schools. I want public schools to succeed, but my mission, what I get my weight behind is is advocating for homeschooling and for Christian schooling so that Christ and the Bible is integrated in everything that's that's learned, every program, every curriculum. It is interesting, Dr. Bob, and I'm curious to have you give me your opinion on this. And that is something pretty simple when it comes to questions. But let me ask you this if I can. After uh, being a professional educator for 44 years, what major change have you seen in schools over those four decades? Almost five. 
Yeah, there have been changes. I mean, remember, I started my career in 1980. I was making $10,680 a year, and I was making <laughs> car payments because I was single, and I knew that. I didn't do anything other than coach and teach and get ready for the next day. I would say that the students are definitely different. I mean, I taught a Bible class at Southside Christian here in Greenville, South Carolina, in the year 2018-2019, and I came at, I came home after the first day, and I said to my wife Cheryl, I said, uh, "Toto, we're not we're not in 1987 anymore." Yeah, yeah. That was the last year that I taught. I was an English teacher, and I mean, it was just there's a there's a different kind of, kind of of culture among young people. And uh, the phone has, has has made a major impact on that. The cell phone uh, is such a distraction. Now we don't we didn't allow cell phones during the day at school, but the way that they're influenced by the world, by the culture, through social media, uh, like I said before, the the culture and social media are attempting to to grab the hearts and minds of children. And that's why I love Christian education. Christian education has every teacher being a born-again follower of Jesus Christ. They love the Lord. They want their students to love the Lord. They want to integrate biblical truth in every single thing that they teach and every sport that they coach. That's our expectation. And I, I don't think you could do any better than that other than homeschooling, which if you're called to do that, what a great privilege that is to be with your children and hopefully integrate biblical truth and everything that they're learning and taking full advantage of what their unique talents and abilities are. Uh, it's amazing. I, I, I love the homeschool community. I love the Christian school community. I'm in supportive of the public school community. You might, some of your listeners might be crazy. You might think what, what he likes all of those. Yeah. Because every single kid deserves a high quality education and public schools when I grew up in the public schools, it was about reading, writing, arithmetic, basic skills, grammar. Uh, I mean, now there's too much indoctrination. There's too much, too many ideologies that are being uh, proposed. There's just so many things that the schools have been influenced. I think COVID revealed that. It, it, it took the veil behind, it opened the veil, and we saw that for what it is. So I want the public schools to come back and do what they did. Phonics, reading, writing, arithmetic. Let's. I mean, the the resale value of my home in Greenville, South Carolina, is directly proportional to how well think kids are doing at Malden High School. I mean, I want Malden High School to succeed yeah. because ninety percent of the kids go to public schools. The other ten percent are either homeschooled or they're in in uh, private schools. Doctor Bob Stouffer is my guest today. He is a man who has committed his life to Jesus, his family, and education. And uh, he and I have known each other for. For several years, in fact, one of my favorite Macisms is one that one of your students taught me when I was over there trying to give them an opportunity to start their own Christian radio show. And they did. They did a great job. But one of the students said, we've got to learn to teach the gospel without wasting a word. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I and I wish I could take credit for that, but it wasn't I that said that. But... Teaching the gospel without wasting a word. And I would say that's what you certainly did or and continue to do in your family and in your education. Now, we talked a little bit about what's different in the years that you started four decades ago. And you get to kind of have a front row seat because you have, I'm, I could be wrong on this, but you have three kids, grandkids. Four. Four. 
But you got two in Des Moines and one here in Greenville. I've got a granddaughter down here who attends uh, Sunset Christian School where I worked and retired from. All right. So when you sit down with those kids, your grandchildren, what do they talk about their passion is in going to a Christian-based school? Yeah, they're they're saturated. They're immersed in biblical truth. And when we get in the, we go and we'll go and pick them up in Carline. We do that every day here in South Carolina. But when I'm in Iowa and we go up to school, we pick up the kids and the, the Christian music stations on. They they start singing and yeah. praising God and worshiping and and we'd ask them what what, what happened today. Oh, chapel was awesome. Uh, the group came came to Des Moines Christian this week because Des Moines Christian produced a video where they showed the kids on the campus and and they sang to the to the cane music to that i'm so blessed i think that's the same name of the song it was so Kane actually came to Mark christian this past week and uh sang with them in chapel and can you imagine that i mean yeah. that shivers up my spine just thinking my grandchildren are being being influenced that way i i just love that and that doesn't guarantee a christian education doesn't guarantee that the student is actually going to follow the lord after they leave that Christian school, but boy, the, the likelihood is certainly a lot better if, if they've been saturated by biblical truth. All right. My guest today is Dr. Robert Stouffer. We've had a couple of uh, conversations here today. We're going to uh, break for about 60 seconds and restart our podcast and webcast. So we, have, uh, we will have three segments in this program today. And I've got three questions left. And one of them, will God and the Bible ever be allowed back into public schools? And we'll talk about that when we come back. I'm J. Michael McCoy. If I haven't told you lately, thanks for listening. Love this job. Couldn't do it without you. Right here on The View from a Pew.